If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hello, I am Randy Andrews, and today on Soundtrack Alley, I'll be presenting my panel from O Comic Con 2018. I'll be talking about the soundtrack's role in nerdy movies. I hope you all enjoy it. Andy Andrews, and today I'll be presenting my panel discussion from O Comic Con, and it is entitled "Soundtracks' Role in Nerdy Movies," and I'll be presenting with my with a co-host uh, Josh Howell, and I hope you enjoy this panel discussion. And afterward, I'll be presenting some of the music cues of elements of the panel that you didn't quite hear well enough. So I hope you enjoy. Well, I am your host, Randy Andrews, and I am not only a fan of soundtracks, but I also do a podcast called Soundtrack Alley. Um, It's about soundtracks and movies. Um, Occasionally, I've interviewed several composers, some you may have heard of, uh, Greg Safin of The Last Starfighter. Come on! Yeah! <laughs> and um, also Bruce Roland of The Man from Snowy River. So, so yeah, these are, these are some scores you may have heard of. Uh, joining me today is Josh Howell, uh, the author of The Fierce Saga. Uh, he's been a guest on Soundtrack Alley before. And I know he's definitely a fan of soundtracks. Josh? Hi, I'm Josh Howell. Uh, yeah, I've got a table over in the, the, the uh, vendor alley with some of my books, but uh, I've had the pleasure of being on Randy's uh, podcast a few times. I love soundtracks, I love scores, and uh, so I thought this would be fun to do. You might have heard that we had some prizes to win. We've got uh, a bunch of vinyls of uh, different movie soundtracks and scores. We're going to have trivia throughout this thing. So uh, if you get it right, you can come up. These are all brown bags. So I can't remember which is which, but I think we have 14 or 15 of those. So we'll go through them. Um, but uh, yeah, should be a fun panel. Yeah, we're, we've got a lot to discuss. And you know, some people may not know the difference between a soundtrack and a movie score. 
Because some people, when they think of a soundtrack, they think of just, oh, it's just like the music in the, the movie, you know, the, the songs. Well, a soundtrack, you know, that is what it is, is the, the songs in the movie. But when you think of a movie score, it's something much different. It's a collection of uh, instrumentation and uh, composed, you know, melody and uh, a great deal of uh, action and adventure, and, and you don't get that with um, soundtracks. But, you know, yeah, so soundtrack, you think of like uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, those are some great, I don't know if anybody owns those soundtracks, but obviously they're, they're good music. Uh, uh, I, I love how they've been doing it. It's almost, I don't think it's exactly, but there's different, it's like a different it's decade different for a movie. Yeah. I love that. Um, Mission Impossible is a great one. Um, i trying to think of some other ones. Footloose. Yep. Top Gun. Gun. Top Gun. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Vanilla Sky. Uh, Baby Driver was a big one that came out recently. Yep. Um, any favorite soundtracks in the crowd that you guys can think of? Yeah. Oh, hey, there you go. Whole Fiction. Whole Fiction? There's something over here. Oh, Big Chill. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I had that one. That's a good one. Uh, Breakfast Club is kind of that era, too. I love that stuff. So, yeah. A lot of good soundtracks there. Here are some of them. Top Gun, Mission Impossible, Dirty Dancing, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. Yeah. 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 Juno, forgot about that one. In Seattle. Yeah. I wasn't a fan of Baby Driver, but it had good music on that yeah. one. So. <laughs> yep. Well, sometimes you get the important excitement of the actual soundtrack rather than the movie. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Uh, all right. So let's. How about we get into our first trivia question? What do you say? Sure. All right. So. Right in the film, Lawrence of Arabia, who was the leading lady? Was it Judy Dench, Lauren Bacall, Candace Bergen, or Peter O'Toole? Yes. No. It is. That is correct. It is Peter O'Toole. All right. There you go. Give it up. Because if you don't know, in that movie, there's hardly any women, and they don't say a word. So it's mainly all men. A shame, by the way. Yeah. 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 But like Alec Ennis is in it, and uh, Peter O'Toole, and some other. Um, Omar Sharif yep. is in it, so so yeah, some very famous men actors, but not many women actors. And uh, some may not know that that film is like filmed like a journey because it went from from right to left, and it was like you were viewing the movie like it was going along, and you were along for that ride. So, if you have any further interest into that movie, you can check out my podcast episode on it. What, what's that film style called? Because it. It was supposed to be playing on a certain type of screen, right? That three, like in yeah. the movie, mm-hmm. right? What's that called? You remember? Um, it's not kind of a It's uh, yeah, it's um, I can't remember, but that was yeah, that was. It, it may be on my podcast, <laughs> <laughs> so you may check it out on there. Um, 
So, you know, film scores really tell a story. You know, music that carries you through a film. Uh, the action of the film, the excitement, the emotion that you get from the score is really one of those things, key moments of a uh, film score. So, um, so let's get into our next trivia question. We got a lot of them here. So this one, okay, so the film, this film composer has won five Oscars, four Golden Globes, seven BAFTAs, 21 Grammys, with 48 Oscar nominations, he's the second only to Walt Disney as the most nominated person ever. Who is he? I think you were in the back of the first one. John Williams? Yes. That is correct. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah, John Williams, obviously, he's got a lot under his belt. Um, as you can see, this is just some of his work. Uh, I just hope that man never dies. Uh, it's great. But one of, one of uh, the favorites of mine is obviously Jurassic Park. Uh, that is, I think we can all hum the theme of that. Uh, I can close my eyes and I can hear the score in my mind. So uh, that's part of the reason why we're handing out vinyls today, just because I, I love listening to soundtracks and scores. I know when I'm writing, I'll put a a sound a score on because I can't write and listen to lyrics at the same time. So uh, John Williams is obviously one of my big ones. There's a there's a bunch of big ones that are still around. Oh yeah, and I mean if you even look at the picture, you see one of those iconic moments in Jaws, uh, where it's at near the very end of the movie. And I mean Jaws has that very iconic, very slow build, but it's it's terrifying. And many of us can think how how that music can affect us. Um, and even with like close encounters of the third kind, I mean that's not shown on there, but you know those type of scores really have an impact. And of course, we know John Williams of Star Wars. I mean he set the standard for Star Wars, so uh, it really draws you in into knowing that it's more than just background music because some people think of a sound uh, score as just, oh, that's just the music in the background. But if you really listen to it, you might know, oh, wow, this has some emotional impact to it. I, I never realized that. So, so yeah, it's, it's something we all can learn from. And then we look at like other composers, such as like James Newton Howard, um, who did Fantastic Beasts. And... Examples such as like Waterworld and King Kong and uh, The Hunger Games. Uh, those are some of his very well-known works. And like Waterworld is one of the first soundtracks that I got right after graduating high school, and I still own it. It is 2018, and I still own that very soundtrack from 1996. It's just there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't know if there's big Waterworld no. fans out here, but yeah. It's good though, it's good though. And then you look at people like Hans Zimmer, and he's got a lot under his belt. He's very prolific. But you look at Driving Miss Daisy, very simple, and some may not know this, but it's a very, it's all synthetic. It's, there's no actual instrumentation in that movie, it's all synth. Uh, Dark Knight, uh, The Last Samurai, and even Inception. And then, some others, if you think of it, 
composer like John Powell. John Powell has become very famous, very fast, within a short period of time. He did How to Train Your Dragon, and he's done um, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. And then, of course, he did The Born Identity and Solo. How many Solo fans do we have out there? Yeah, see? It's a good movie. And the score was absolutely brilliant. I thought he just, he weaved that score so well, and then he brought in themes from the other movies. And that's what made it really great. So, Okay, time for another trivia question. Few movie sequels have been nominated for Best Picture, and only two have won movie sequels. The Godfather Part Two and Lord of the Rings. Who composed it? Who's the first one? Um, you gotta pay attention. I am. I am. I, am. Uh, I think it was her. Howard Shore. That is correct. That is correct. Yes. So I don't, I don't know if it's that one, but we found an original soundtrack in one of these. Yeah, the Hobbit. And uh, like the old Hobbit. Like not the Hobbit, the, the new one, like the animated ones. Yeah. 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 So that would be a nice one. Uh, you want to do the next trivia? Yeah. yeah. All right. The next one is in 2015, film composer James Warner was, died tragically in a plane crash. Um, other than Braveheart and Titanic. Name one film that he composed for. In the white in the back was the first one. Yeah, yeah. Star Trek Two. That's definitely right. Obviously, this there's a bunch. The but yeah, that's one. Of them. <laughs> and this mm-hmm. is just a short list. Oh wow! I mean, okay. this is his short list. So, get it, got it. But yeah, it's hard to name all the things that he's done, but uh, <coughs> he truly was an excellent composer, and he always thought of film music in colors. Like, he always always felt of it as, like, leaving the music by colors, instead of, like, thinking of it in terms of a musical composition. So, he has a lot under his belt. Except for Batman. Yeah, that, that, yeah that's not happening in there. I don't know. Because a lot of these are not. <laughs> yeah. Wait, hold on. Whose is this? I might have skipped that. Uh, I may have skipped that. I did skip that. Oh, I know what. I don't remember that. It's regarding pieces of music that lead to action. Now, everybody likes a good action piece in a movie, um, an action scene. The reason why these are up here is because James Horner actually set a certain standard in uh, Aliens, the film Aliens, when he did the piece of music called, um, it's called Bishop's Countdown. With that one piece of music, it became the formula for a lot of action pieces in a a lot of other films, such as Batman and Braveheart and Dread and Die Hard and even Atomic Blonde. Um, the passengers, uh, Jupiter Ascending, um, the, these action pieces really set that standard that he set. And so, you know, it's, it really leads to even more elements of music, such as romanticism, and such as, like, 
soundtracks like Somewhere in Time by John Barry and uh, Titanic and then even Sabrina um, and Pride and Prejudice. Um, many people think of that movie, but of course it was also a 1995 series uh, done by Carl Davis. So let's do another trivia question, shall we? We have a lot. We have a lot of trivia. So, uh, what? So, we're going to do what play by Shakespeare is the movie Forbidden Planet loosely based upon? It was fast. That was fast. Uh, uh, the Tempest. That is correct. I didn't even know that one. Yeah, my all time favorites. Mm -hmm. uh, there are other uh, uh, film scores out there that utilize a lot of classical music. A uh, big one would be uh, 2001 Space Odyssey, um, which, by the way, is getting a, like it's re releasing. Yeah. Uh, which is kind of exciting. It's not the remastered edition. I guess uh, Christopher Nolan was behind it to bring it back to its original colors and all that. So that's going to be an IMAX scene, which I'm excited. I'm a big fan of that. Um, well, and, and originally, the music that you hear in 2001 isn't even the original music. That's right. Uh, the original music was done by Alex North. Mm -hmm. And uh, when he went to the to see the movie, he found out his music had been replaced by the temp tracks that Stanley Cooper used. Yeah, it was. Uh, so, yeah. Other classical pieces, though, Manchester by the Sea, that's a big one. Yeah, Age of Innocence, and um, we have Fantasia 2000. Uh, and these are pieces of music that you think of with classical music that actually they utilized it in the film really well. And uh, I was, I had interviewed Leslie Barber, who had done Manchester by the Sea, and she said, one of the main reasons why they had um, not let that movie win was because it was utilizing some classical pieces in the film. And we were talking about how, but they did it with 2001. <laughs> so uh, it was really interesting. And uh, some of these, though, it shows that even classical music has an impact on a movie. Especially like Show. Exactly, yeah. Um, so this, this next thing, it's not we're not going to give away vinyls for this, but Randy has selected oh, some slides to highlight. Really oh, we are. Yes. This was part of those questions. Oh, we don't have enough of that and the trivia. Yeah, we do. Do we? Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah, we do. Okay. Your extra ones. That's right. If you have some. Okay. But all right. We do. Okay. If, if we have time. <laughs> right. uh, okay. So. Uh, we're gonna throw some slides out there. They'll have a quick scene, and then if you could guess the movie and possibly the composer, yep. and then we'll chat a little bit about each. So here is the first one. Oh, oh gosh, that was really bad. Oh, you already won one, so you can't can't win one. Yeah, yeah. All right, so you had your hand up next. Uh, that would be Psycho, and the composer is Bernard Herrmann. Wow, that's a nice one. Yeah.
with endometriosis. Uh, uh, you really need to. Um, it really even breaks down how Alfred Hitchcock even wanted that sport to be, how expressive and terrifying mm -hmm. it was supposed to be. But it's a really good film to see to dig deeper into what psych, like the background on the psych. Yep. So. Alright, let's do the next one here.
Yep. Ready Player One. That's right. That's right. Nice. How many people have seen Ready Player One? Yeah, see? It had an amazing score, and it was actually really underrated. Um, but that score is really fun. It's a lot of fun. Not to mention the back and future references. Oh, yeah. By yeah. far. <laughs> okay. Let's see what the next one is. And I watched the goal. I shall leave you as you Okay. Well, you gotta let him say his line. Yeah, you gotta let him say his line. You gotta say the line. Master, so whatever oh. that is. Alright, whatever that is. 
Alright, we got two more slides. We have three vinyls left. Yeah. 
playing in trouble again. Oh, no, what happened? No, it, it's fine. Oh, did it just stop? It, it had a, it has a flaw. There we go. Alright, so, listen.
Thor the Dark World also used it very effectively when Loki was impersonating him. Yes, yeah. yes. Heard, that that scene in the hallway, yeah. which gave me giggles. That was, <laughs> that was a great scene. For the, for the movie as a whole, it's probably the best. Yeah. So before we play this, <laughs> the, next, the next thing, before we play this, this is a very, you know, music can really actually add a lot of emotion to the feelings that you get in a film. And with what we're going to play is Star Wars New Hope. We're going to look at a, a wide range of emotions here. It looks like the same people did this all right. Look, there's gaffy sticks, banter the tracks. It's just, I've never really made any of this maybe. but we are meant to think like that. These tracks are side by side. Sand people always ride single file to hide their numbers. These are the same drawers that sold us our two and three people. And these glass points, too accurate for sand people. Only imperial stormtroopers are so precise. <laughs> <laughs> what do you support? If they traced the robots here, they may have learned who they sold them to. That would lead them back. Oh. Away, Cloak! It's too Luke's theme, 
played very tragically, but you also get this thematic moment. A lot of people uh, think of it as the, the theme for death, because it's called Dies Irae, and it's played throughout a lot of different films, and you get it in a lot of variations. Um, it was used in Lord of the Rings, and it was used in various other movies, but you get you don't have to necessarily have a giant theme to create a wonderful piece of music to enhance it really well. So I hope you've enjoyed these uh, musical breakdowns. They've been uh, you know, really fun to put together. And, um, so we have three, count them, three more vinyls left. But we still have a bunch of trivia. I think we've got about eight yeah. minutes left, so yeah. we can we can go through them. So we can do like three more, three more questions. Yeah. Have. So well, we can do them all if people want to. Well, because we only have three. Why? Well, I think it's still eight. Yeah, that's true. Let's uh, okay. Right. Let's do the next one here. So come on, did that. Next slide. There shouldn't be a next slide. Danny uh, Elfman has famously worked on several superhero oh, films, oh. as you can see here. What was his first one in 1989? Batman. Batman. Right. That is correct. That's an easy one. Yeah. Clearly. Good job. All right. Uh, side piece of trivia. Uh, Prince wrote a song for that. This one won't be for a vinyl, but did anybody know the, the name of the song? Bat Dance. That's yeah. correct. Yeah. <laughs> Classic. Yeah. Song. All right. What's the next one here? 1992, Disney made history by having the first animated film nominated for Best Picture. Didn't win, but uh, it was composed by Alan Menken. What was the name of the film? and Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. That's man. That is, that is not correct. Anybody oh. else? No. Yeah. Home Alone? Nope. No? Okay. Man of Steel. Man of Steel. That is correct. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who composed Man of Steel? Anybody know? Who? Hans Zimmer. Hans Zimmer, yeah. Yep, there you go. There you go. Do we still want to do trivia or are we done? Okay, let's do the next one Okay, before Harry Gregson Williams composed films like these, uh, what, what did he compose all four films of that had Mike Myers and Cameron Diaz? Who was the first one? Was it you? Shrek. Shrek. Yep, that's right. Those classic films. I think when the third one came out, it was like the final film. And yeah. then Shrek Forever came out and it said, it's even there, the final chapter. And now we're getting another Shrek. So that <laughs> yeah, it's been announced, it comes out next year. So that will be the final, final, the final, final, final chapter. Celine Dion is featured in over 120 TV movie soundtracks. Uh, Titanic is a big one. What 2018 film was she featured on? <laughs> <laughs> You're back. Um, she was featured in Deadpool 2 with Tom Hatch. 
That's correct. With, with beautiful shots like this one. <laughs> Look at that. That's a good stretch. That's great. Okay, I got a couple more that we'll go through right quick. In Guardians of the Galaxy 2, what song did Star Wars mother or Star Lord's mother love to sing and Ego recites it to Star Lord? The end. I think you shot up very fast. Brandy, you're a fine girl. Mm -hmm. And who sings it? Uh, Looking Glass. That's right. That's right. That's right. Alright, next one. Oh, we already did that one. In the first Avengers movie, what song plays and is actually playing through his suit when Iron Man arrives in Germany to confront Loki? Shoot to Thrill ACDC. That's correct. Right. Okay, last one. What uh, infamous Nickelback song is featured in the 2002 Spider-Man soundtrack? Oh, that's right. That would be Hero. That Hero. is correct. Yes. Probably one of the best songs ever, I would think, right? Best, best band ever, certainly. <laughs> Any uh, questions and comments? No, we appreciate y'all being here. Yeah, honestly. Yeah, thank you for coming to this special. Looking up Soundtrack Alley, he does a lot of great stuff. Uh, I'm really surprised. He, he uh, I'm not surprised. He's got to work out something like crazy. He finds a lot of composers out there, and they call him up and chat. And so, I would definitely check out his podcast if you can. And I just had episode 90 just yesterday mm -hmm. on Inner Space. So yeah, really you should check it out. Um, oh, this is the old thing. Oh, is it? Yeah. Is the one you said? Well, thank you so much, guys. So the first piece of music that I'd like to play for this panel uh, piece is the Suite from Psycho. Uh, it was done by Bernard Herman, and I hope you enjoy this suite.
Next, what I'd like to play is a piece of music from The Magnificent Seven, and this was done by Elmer Bernstein. I hope you enjoy this.
next piece I'd like to play is the main suite to Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. And this was composed by Michael Kamen. So I hope you enjoy this cue.
For our fourth piece of music, I'd like to play the main overture to Back to the Future. And this was, of course, by Alan Silvestri. Please enjoy it.
The next piece of music I'd like to play is from Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan. Now, it was really hard to determine what I wanted to play for this piece of music, but I think I've chosen one, and I hope you enjoy it. (laughs) 
this next piece is from Dune, and it is the music by Toto. And I hope you enjoy this epic score music, because a lot of people didn't recognize it.
The next wonderful piece of music is from Raiders of the Lost Ark by John Williams. And as you know, I've had Eric Woods on my show before, and me and him could go on and on about this movie and how wonderful the music actually is. So I hope you enjoy this piece.
The next piece of music I'd like to play is from Terminator, and it's Brad Fidel as the composer, and what I'd like to do is just play you the main theme to Terminator. The next exciting piece of music I'd like to play is from Total Recall. Now this isn't the updated 2011 Total Recall. This is from the 1990s and it is by Jerry Goldsmith. So I hope you enjoy.
Next, what I'd like to present is the music from Pirates of the Caribbean, Curse of the Black Pearl. This is also one of those movies that's hard to pick a good piece of music, so I hope you enjoy the piece I've selected. So throughout the panel, we had done a music breakdown of three different scenes in different movies. The first scene was from Superman from 1978. I'd like to play that actual piece of music so that way you get the full impact of what just the score music is from that film. Thank you. 
The next piece of music that I'd like to play is from Captain America, the first Avenger. And this is basically the montage scene. And what I'll play is that piece of music. Hopefully you'll get the full impact of what that action cue really means. So sadly, we've come down to another end of Soundtrack Alley. I'd like to thank Alexander Shebel for composing Soundtrack Alley's theme music. You can find his work at xanderscores.com. Lastly today, what I'll be playing is the burning homestead scene from Star Wars from 1977 by John Williams. It really shows the emotional impact of this glorious piece of music. And how John Williams really weaved so much into that that movie. So I'd like to thank you all for listening to this special panel episode. And you can find me at SoundtrackAlley.net. Find me on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, uh, Stitcher Radio. Um, I'd like to get some opinions from people. If they want to pre-order any t-shirts from Soundtrack Alley, I had worn my Soundtrack Alley t-shirt at the panel itself. And if you are interested, please let me know. Email me at soundtrackalley at yahoo.com and let me know your size, what your address is. Um, Even you can email me transporterlegacy at gmail.com for the PayPal. 
and I can get that going. And then I can send you out a t-shirt. So if you'd like that, go for it. Um, but otherwise, that ends our show for the day. And next week we'll be right on track with some more wonderful music goodness. And so, until next time, happy listening. Thank you for listening to Soundtrack Alley, the podcast. I hope you take the time to review my podcast on iTunes or even listen to it on Podbean. With your review, it helps me get noticed on iTunes. Thank you so much. Have a good day.